It's DTS87. We're doing our spring update prep and talking about the ride along that didn't go super smooth for all the viewers. You're listening to Destiny the Show. What's up, everybody? My name is BBK Dragoon. Welcome to Destiny the Show. Diddy, my awesome co-host, is here. How was your week? Really, really busy again. Um, hopefully work is going to die down. But I did reach rank 5 Iron Banner last week, so that mm-hmm. was awesome. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, a little bit later on in the show today. But... Um, I, was, I had a pretty good experience overall. It was nice. Got the Warlock to rank 5, and I got the Striker Titan up to rank 3. Didn't have time to go any further than that. I did not get a good Wailerin's roll, man. The Snipe. <laughs> did you? No, I didn't get any loot drops. Uh, I didn't None. Have, uh, no, um, I didn't, didn't get any drops in the Crucible, and I didn't really want the Sniper, so I didn't, really pick, I didn't want to pick it up uh, because I just prefer my Still Piercer. I will say I saw a thread on Reddit where the drop percentages were pretty low. So you're not alone in not getting many <laughs> drops. I think it was somewhere around like generally 10% or less. It's pretty low. If you were only yeah. going to go in and play like 30 <laughs> or 40 games, dude, you're probably leaving empty handed other than the vendor rolls, which were yeah. yeah, I think the higher you are in rank the higher the drop chance it should be. Uh, so like if you're rank five and you're playing Iron Banner, the drop chance for Iron Banner gear should be over 50%. I think that would be... Showering in the gear on Monday, just playing all the games you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do know a bunch of ghost shells were dropping. If you played in Crimson Doubles and just got your 320 shell, I'd be like, no, please, no more. <laughs> We've had enough of these, man. We complained and now you're just giving us way too many shells. Bungie Ride Along was the main thing that happened this week. Our first piece of visual content in a long time. It's the first stream from the new Bungie Twitch studio. If you didn't hear last week, Bungie has basically created a full-time Twitch studio in their headquarters, and they're going to be doing weekly streams now on a regular basis, the very first of which which was a ride-along on the Dreadnought with senior artist Andrew Hops and senior designer Brian Frank and, of course, Deej at the helm. Pretty cool studio. I watched the full hour and a half. If you guys don't have time, we'll link a Planet Destiny highlights video where they cut up some of the main key points that you may want to check out. It's pretty long. Interestingly enough, it didn't really go off without a hitch. If you look at the YouTube VOD, there's over 60% dislikes. And the Twitch chat went absolutely berserk, you know, probably 20 minutes into it with Dead Game. Bungie's out of touch with the community. If you look at the YouTube comments, a very similar sentiment where why are you doing this ride along this is something that you guys should have been doing four months ago no one cares anymore because they went through the two missions on the dreadnought they talked about the art they showed some concept designs and a little bit behind the scenes of how the designers actually work with the artists i will say that the music was a bit hot the energy was a bit low and there wasn't a ton of easter eggs revealed i enjoyed it because we're destiny nerds both diddy and i we like Mm -hmm. enjoy this game but If you are somebody who just 
looked at Twitch, saw Bungie was streaming, and you got excited because you remembered the House of Wolves reveal streams right. or the Taken King reveal streams, your expectations are like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then you see three guys on a couch going through a mission you completed back in October. It uh, it devolved into salt big time. You know, did he? Yeah, absolutely. There was um, very little communication about this outside of the, the This Week at Bungie blog post. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just being surprised, like, oh, yeah, like you said, Bungie's streaming. Maybe they're doing some new content. No, absolutely not. Uh, but I did think it was really cool to see uh, the developers actually talk about this new environment that we've been experiencing for the last couple months. Uh, as you said, I would have liked to see a little bit more Easter eggs and secrets revealed in the Dreadnought, or at least some uh, allusions to, hey, community. You guys haven't found this out about this particular area. Go exactly, exactly. Or something like that. Some little drops of knowledge. That would have been super cool. Well, the other ride-alongs, they felt more enjoyable and a little bit more planned. Some of the ride-alongs, they brought in community members before, too. Mm-hmm. So this one was not my favorite of the ride-alongs. I still enjoy it. I'm glad they did it. In the This Week at Bungie, they even acknowledge, and I quote, the salt in our chat window. We know that you guys want us to tell you about how they're going to infuse our PvE lifestyle with new challenges. Those shows are in the planning stages. Hang in there and we'll create some renewed urgency to discharge your favorite weapon in the direction of some aliens. Oh, Deej, your wordplay is so strong. But yeah, they saw the salt in Twitch. They see the comments on YouTube. No matter what they were going to put forth, if it wasn't going to be a trailer for something new, if it wasn't going to be a reveal stream for something new, this was bound to happen. I highly doubt they went into this stream without knowing the flame that was going to be thrown down upon them. Right. And I think this is like dream ride-along status either do it in the development environment where you're doing like a third person theater mode um fly around the environment like in the tools like Like in the the tools Mm -hmm. yeah like not actually playing the missions in on the dreadnought like actually going into like just showing off a theater mode for destiny that would be really cool like we did in halo 3 halo reach all the halos you can go into that theater mode and see the environments and you can you know talk about some environment without having to worry about oh i'm gonna miss this jump if i go over there because i'm playing with my guardian i know they have some set of tools that allow them to take the screenshots that are in the latest this week at bungie you know kind of the road mm-hmm. map and the guy dancing next to the jukebox they have the ability to take 4k images from their engine if you are in a member of the press they send out press uh like promotional shots that you can use and they're all rendered out in 4k and i tell you what it looks just drop dead gorgeous but if they showed us the tools diddy that takes more effort that takes a lot more work right. when we want their time and energy going into building new things i have i liked this ride along but it's like you said throw one or two easter eggs maybe one or two community members music was just a titch loud Energy wasn't super hot, but next week is the stream you're really looking forward to where they're going to bring in audio director C. Paul Johnson and story lead C.J. Cowan to talk about the audio stuff, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's I'm so excited because I follow C. Paul Johnson on Twitter. Uh, He did or he wrote the theme music that you hear when Destiny loads into that title menu where you press A or press X to start. Yes. Um, he made that theme and it's just so powerful and he just he knows how to create uh, an atmosphere in 
this amazing, mysterious environment and uh, he brings life to Oryx. You know, if Oryx didn't have a theme, they'd just be like, oh, it's just some big dude. <laughs> but when you hear that right there, as soon as you see him, oh, it's awesome. Or the way he screams, the noise that his sword makes, the way that all the sounds of the game work. There is a Vidoc that's going to be showing before the stream begins, which is exciting because this is the first Vidoc, I think, since SRL. I love the video production team that puts those Vidocs together. And this maybe goes along with your sentiment from earlier, Diddy, where hopefully this Vidoc shows what the studio looks like. You know, them layering like 18 different sounds that end up making the way Grasp of Malak sounds when you fire it. You know, you see the guy in the studio actually working and we get some shots of more behind the scenes rather than just the couch. That was the one element right along was missing. They had some concept art in place, but not a ton of it. We were just watching two missions that I don't know about you. I've done a lot and just sort <laughs> of like, okay, love the art. That's cool that you'd made a pillar and it changed it. Okay, got it. There was some interesting things thrown in there. I'm not trying to hate on it. But next week, don't miss it. It's Wednesday. It's going to be the same time. I believe that is 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on twitch.tv slash Bungie. Mm -hmm. You guys can correct me on the time if I'm incorrect. Up next, hey, hotfix. Up next, ta-da-da. Man, it's tough to talk here. We're getting a hotfix this Tuesday. What's it bringing for us, Diddy? Updated matchmaking settings for the Crucible. So uh, they say here, and I quote, It'll, the hotfix 2.1.1.3 will be a vehicle that will deliver the newest matchmaking settings to every playlist in the Crucible. Damage Referee will also apply across the board to help us mitigate the effects of the low-quality connections uh, that, that low-quality connections have on combat. Okay, so these are the settings that were in place in Control and Iron Banner the past couple of weeks. I am mixed feelings on this because Tuesday and Wednesday of Iron Banner, I had really great connection matches. But on Thursday, myself, a lot of members of the content creation community, streamers, YouTubers, podcast personalities, and Reddit agree that something was tweaked and changed in the matchmaking for Iron Banner where skill-based matchmaking seemed to play a little bit higher of a factor and connections seemed to get worse. As the event proceeded to go on, I felt like connections got worse and worse, especially Sunday and Monday. We talked a little bit about this last week when we recorded on Saturday or Sunday, but I played a lot more on Sunday and Monday. And dude, those games shot through walls, weird stuff happening, lots of red bars, and it was so polar opposite to Tuesday and Wednesday. We read a thread on Reddit where a couple of people were saying, yes, on Friday, they switch something in matchmaking and they're doing tweaks continually behind the scenes to make this balance of good connections, but not having the ridiculous matches where a new player versus a triple wreck kind of a thing. So I'm a little bit worried about them applying these Iron Banner settings and, and the control settings. If they were what we experienced the very end of the Iron Banner week, I'm worried about these being applied to every playlist within the game. Yeah, it'll definitely be um, more prominent as in everybody will start to experience this now um like i said last week you know i have a better internet connection so i didn't really experience as much lag as the previous couple weeks um, but i did experience a couple instances where there was a red bar guy on the other team top of the leaderboard uh, so damage referee was not really in place i didn't feel for that particular match um, but i did experience some red bar connection players in my games they would either drop out 
or they would be kicked from the game because of their connection. So uh, it's kind of a mixed board as well for me um, in terms of how I feel about this hotfix. It'll definitely be interesting to see next week how uh, the settings take place. And it could also be the fact that um, more people were playing towards the weekend. Exactly. Or, yeah. Uh, it could the be population like, there was just a larger population mm-hmm. of internet connections to choose from. Um, so that could also be it as well. Yep. I know it was similar sentiments on PlayStation 4 and on Xbox One. We do have a lower population count than that of PlayStation 4. So perhaps it is, you know, Monday or Sunday rolls around and a lot of people who've they're done and they're tired. They're like, all right, I'm not going to play Iron Banner anymore. So perhaps the population drained a bit. I do know I'm looking forward to these settings being applied in Skirmish, which I was playing right before the show. I like Skirm. I love Threes. I think Threes in terms of PvP, Diddy and I both agree. It's just a better pvp experience where sixes can just get so chaotic at times and threes Mm -hmm. it feels like it's a more balanced fun version of the game with revives for me i still you know sixes are fine but when i was playing skirm i was waiting five six minutes for a match trying Mm -hmm. to search people that's maybe an exaggeration like probably three or four minutes each game oh one of the guys on my team thorn effort eat spear i'm not even kidding Damn, he's committed. <laughs> Seriously, I'm looking at the and he's wearing a year two ram, and I'm just like, bro, come on, you're living in the past. You got to get over the glory days. It's it's way <laughs> past it. But anyway, one of the hosts that we were playing either just was way terrible connection or was doing some kind of manipulation because I would shoot him. We're in this gunfight, right? I'd shoot him down, shoot him down. His health bar would stop moving at fifty percent life. Okay, and I I know I've shot enough into him to kill him. I get killed. And then on my desk screen, I watch my bullets then register and kill him. So three seconds later, I get the kill. And it's like, what? What? How is that even possible? Somebody sent us a tweet this week from, you know, we'll talk about it. It came from Twitter. It was the same thing where it's just like horrible blinking through walls and just craziness. So perhaps damage referee when it comes into skirm, I'll be looking forward to not having as many of those situations. Can we agree that from December till now matchmaking has improved yeah overall i would say it's getting better baby steps and i really didn't think that this would be something that would be fixed overnight Um, Mm -hmm. but so i i would say that we're on the right track um so by the time we have the larger spring update or summer update whenever whatever brings the largest uh, piece of dlc before the next expansion um i would say that would be the time where we hit the end goal here I think, well, not a think, they are continually tweaking this in the background. And they're not going to go to Deej every single tweak mm-hmm. and say, we changed this percentage, we changed this percentage. I'm going to tell you, in the end, it's going to be a mix of skill-based matchmaking with connection-based matchmaking. It's not going to be some utopia of just pure connection-based matchmaking that says... Guardian A, who has, you know, only two hours of play, can't match triple rec kind of a player. It's always going to have some element of skill-based matchmaking, which that's a topic we could debate for a long time. I love games that are just straight-up connection-based matchmaking. Who cares how long they've played? But at the same time, how fair of an experience is that for a new player? Another topic for another time. Hey, did you buy the rocket launcher by chance? I did not. I bought it. It's Tormod's Bellows. Even though it has tripod, it has an inventory stat of 20, which means you're going to get two rockets instead of 
three, unless you have the armor that gives you, you know, more from the pickup crates. It's just a weird deal. Like you'd think, oh, um, it's going to be like truth, not like truth. So I thought that was just kind of ironic. It's really so, interesting. Yeah, I didn't pick it up because I have uh, the Soros uh, rocket launcher with um, grenades and horseshoes and something else. I can't remember the second perk. Or I think it's, it's a Soros because it's just so it's just going to have the one. Um, but yeah, I, I just prefer that. But that is really, really interesting. That's the inventory stat on that rocket launcher just negates tripod and tripod's a perk on it. It's just not going to give you more. You're going to get the same amount from the ammo crate as everybody else. So if you're really wanting that effect, just use your truth. Continue Mm -hmm. using. That gun is so ridiculous. I love truth, but I hate it at the same time. Like, I love it when I get the kill from around the corner. Like, that gun's dumb. It just makes a really awesome sound when it's tracking. It reminds me of those missiles in Star Wars Episode Two when Obi-Wan is flying away from Jango Fett in space. Mad throwback right there. <laughs> did you get a good roll, Waylorens? We said you didn't get any good drops, but I did not get a good drop either. No. Waylorens, fine sniper if you got the right rolls, but the vendor roll, ugh. Nope, no. still prefer my steel piercer, so I didn't uh, didn't pick that one up. All right, let's talk about the spring update in the topic. Please, guardians, let me help you. If you come looking for wise words, I shall try, but I ask you to turn them to action. Handful of things to talk about here in the spring update. A, the division's out, which I'm super excited about. But B, spring update prep. People are starting to talk about this. You're going to start seeing the YouTube videos, the articles, all of it. How are you going to prepare for the spring update? For myself, I'm hoarding coins. I'm starting to save up my motes of light again. And I'm trying to hoard a bunch of legendary engrams because once that light level is raised, if you know, Papa Cryptarch allows us to decrypt past, you know, a new benchmark than having a lot of legendary engrams in the bag is not bad. Or if, you know, let's say he doesn't let us get whatever, you know, closer to that higher level, I'm just going to use it to get higher light levels for my alts. Yeah, absolutely. Infusion burns, I guess. Slaves. Yeah, infusion slaves is what it's going to be. And even though if they're going to introduce new gear sets... You know, even though those engrams are older and they won't produce those new gear sets, once you get that new gear, you can then use those to infuse. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't hurt to uh, save on legendary engrams. Just hoard them up. And also, you want to get those, um, I guess you don't really, if they're not going to introduce new gear, you don't want to do the faction rep edging. Um, but, uh, yeah, get it right up there and then just, like, turn in one heavy ammo synth and pushes you over to the next level to get that... Uh, faction package as well Would saving the 5k bounties be helpful if you're going for the faction stuff you could also just hoard. Yeah. i know people who are hoarding a ton of heavy ammo because they're just gonna you know when the time comes faction 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 mm-hmm. yeah exactly it any way you want to get the the new gear or new experience or new drops when the the light level is raised that's that's how you would do it i'm personally i'm doing legendary marks um running the daily stuff every single day as much as I can to get those legendary marks up so I can get um, year two exotics that I haven't acquired yet. Um, and then uh, once that new gear comes out, I'll have legendary marks to spend for infusions and other things as well. If it is a reboot of VOG and CE or challenge modes for VOG and CE, which you and I both think that's what it's going to be, 
I am absolutely getting the alt characters prepped. I that just means I have a hunter left to go, and then the PlayStation Four hunter is almost like where it needs to be. But it's so hard starting completely over from fresh on a new console, man. But I'll oh, keep going. I just realized your last character to level up on the Xbox is a hunter, which is yeah. my main class, mm-hmm. and my last character on the Xbox warlock, to level up is warlock, which oh, is your yeah. class. That's totally. hilarious. We both did the Striker Titan because we of both the December the patch, right? <laughs> Had Sorry. to be the December yeah, patch. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. So if Vogue and CE are coming back into the loop, I am so excited because mm-hmm. people just mentally, I feel like, are more inclined to say, let's go do a Crota's End run than they are a King's Fall run. For whatever <laughs> oh, reason, <yeah. laughs> like, even if you are with a good group, King's Fall takes a while. I wouldn't say it takes dramatically more time than what a Vogue challenge or a Crota's End challenge would take. But I can't wait to that time and place where, from a PvE player's perspective, you get to ask your group, do you guys want to run Vogue, CE, or King's Fall? And you get your choice. That is going to re-incentivize myself and a lot of the people that we play with to get right back in there. Am I crazy with that? No. I mean, having the options for raids again is huge because... Uh, whatever drops they're going to do if they revamp Vault of Glass and Crota's End, it's going to be relevant again. So it's going to be worth running A reason to do, yeah. Raids. And as a Taken King player, you had no reason to do Vault of Glass, except for No Time time to Explain, Mm -hmm. the exotic uh, weapon. There's no reason to do Crota's End aside from the story missions that happen to be in the Crota's End arena. And I think it's going to be amazing. People are going to be doing Vault of Glass for the first time if they revamp it. And that to me is actually really funny because we get to teach it again. And that's, it's probably really good. See, going along that line, I think raid drops are very unexciting in King's Fall. I think the majority of those weapons are just meh. Like Smite of Moraine, Quillums, okay. The Sniper in PvP, all right. But the only thing people are getting excited about with those drops in king's fall is the light level tell me i'm wrong it's the no. light level that's <laughs> the, it yeah so the the notion that you can use literally any piece of gear now um, if you have it leveled up enough is not really exciting to me because yeah i really like this auto rifle and it's not raid but i preferred when the raid weapons were the top tier because you had to complete something very difficult to acquire them. Yes, it was RNG drop once you did that difficult task, but it seemed that they dropped pretty frequently. And just the raid weapons are not top tier. They're really, really good in the raid because of Cocoon. And Will because of Light. You're just you're just sh- showering bosses with bullets, and then mm-hmm. you switch to your other weapon, Cocoon activates, you just switch back, and you keep that DPS up. But other than that, if I try to use the raid scout rifle in PvP, it's decent at best. I have never seen a YouTube video of somebody screaming in excitement at the TV or the screen or whatever when they got Quillums or when they got Spider Moraine. Whereas, do you remember when Fatebringer would drop in the group or mm-hmm. when, you know, somebody got the Mythoclast? It was so, everybody was so excited. You left salty after an Atheon run where you're like, dude, I got nothing but energy. Two Atheon's epilogues. Some shards, bro. (laughs) 
I miss that. I remember our first Vault of Glass, you got the last word. The gun you mm-hmm. really, really wanted early on in the game. And it was just so satisfying. Everybody's getting chatter white. And I think I got, um, I did not get Praetorian Foil my first time, but I got Prey This Revenge. That is my gun that I've gotten like 800 of. And that's <laughs> a really great scout rifle sniper. That was a really fun high rate of fire sniper. Vision of Confluence, yeah. Not not the uh, Vision of Confluence, the um, Praetis Revenge. I called it a, a scout sniper because it was oh, super fast rate right. of fire. <laughs> that's Everybody, right. <laughs> a lot of people okay. were calling, yeah. But I miss those times. So making raid drops more exciting. Please spring update. Please do this. Bungie. I'm do not you saying think, you need to bring back elemental stuff. Do I think? Yes. Do you think that they'll do taken versions of the raids with taken weapon Probably. Cops? That would make sense. I don't know how it's going to tie into the lore, but knowing Bungie, it probably will have to tie into the lore. I just want weapons that are desirable i'm not saying you have to make them so stinking good that somebody's only going to use fate bringer but i liked that you were chasing something and then when you had it you wanted to show it off i don't have anything in my inventory that i want to show off maybe my sword but you know <laughs> swords are pretty common now. touch of malice touch of malice i, I feel you know it's like this is a pretty cool gun touch of People malice see is a it. grind yeah it is a grind but Man, just making raid drops exciting again would be so great. Please, mm-hmm. Bunjo, please. It came from Twitter! It's been a while since we did a good old It Came From Twitter. We'll be a bit better about this in the future. Just keep sending us your tweets. We like reading them, and we love responding. At first is at Stainsby Kingsby. Either of you guys own the Xbox One Elite Wireless Controller. What is your opinion of it? We answered this on Twitter itself, but I wanted to say to the rest of the show, I don't own one. Diddy doesn't own one. We have a couple of friends who do. Everybody I know who owns it really loves it. One of the big you know, benefits, those paddles on the back, there's a lot of benefits in your play if you learn how to use the paddles, the hair triggers, but you can remap buttons in the Xbox One dashboard now. So... If you're a little bit worried about sending 150 bucks, like that's my holdback. I don't want to spend that much on a controller, even if it is like the Ferrari of controllers. You can reassign button mappings in the Xbox One dashboard as of, I think, an update that went live in December or November. So, did he? Yeah, uh, I think uh, the accidental deletions happen uh, far too often for me to justify buying that. Uh, but <laughs> you'd uh, hold down just, the trigger. <laughs> just no, you you set down the controller bumper. and the, yeah. it clicks in the paddles. And mm. uh, if you have the delete button or discard for Destiny, and you hover over your favorite <laughs> weapon, like a still piercer. <clears throat> sorry, sassy. <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, I think, but. Like you said, you know, hitting, like just squeezing the controller to reload. If I don't have to move my thumbs, that would be hugely beneficial. Yeah. Absolutely. At Bronson Sky 831, finally got it. Now I can start saving my moats again. And he sends us a picture of the exotic dead orbit cloak of oblivion. Looking good. At Overlord XLIV, is it too much to ask for the old ray primaries just without the elemental damage if they redo them for the spring update? So what we were just talking about, I don't think you're going to see them just take away the elementals and go, here's your fate bringer. No, (laughs) they're going to be remixed to be not quite as hype, I think. We both would like that, but I think Bungie's at the place where they want to see weapon diversity. You choose your 
your tool to use. But they definitely could capitalize on making raid weapons more exciting, as we just talked about. Yeah, I would say the same thing. You know, I, if they're going to revamp anything, it's going to be the armor instead of the weapons. Hmm. At Tactical Razor, how you know you're year one, and he he's mousing over uh, the Mercy of Osiris buff. Uh, you have been granted mercy. Your first loss in the trials will be forgiven. At G. Duerson, so I've recently upgraded my internet to a fast speed, and boy, do I notice all the crucible changes now. My internet was poop emoji. I bet you do. It was a good time to do it around the damage referee point. At Call Me Buck, this is so random, but I want to say it nonetheless. I love you guys. You never fail to make me laugh. Ooh, we like hearing that. It's probably Thank laughing you. at our missteps, I think. Because so. we make <laughs> a lot making of making fun of us. Oh, uh, Diddy can't get over 306 light. <laughs> at KD Wolf 77 Absolutely love listening to Destiny, the show podcast on the way to and from work. Gets me through the drive. Thank you, KD Wolf. Have an excellent stream. We appreciate the support. At Old Sushi, great show yet again, guys. Always look forward to yours. Any chance you'd have guests from the community? We have talked about this, and we've talked about it here on the show. DTS primarily is news, and we don't do a ton of discussion. Since our format is capped at, at about 30 minutes, which is what we like to keep it at, the ability to bring in a community member and have an actual discussion is something we'd want to do in a different format where you have more time or it's just an open-ended discussion because having a guest on and just having them read the news isn't very exciting. So we had plans for a couple of different Twitch show ideas in which we may pursue this. Both Diddy and I work full-time and I don't know, in our two little two or three hours each night that we get, we just don't put as much or aren't able to put as much time into DTS as I know both he and I always want to but it is something we're looking at moving forward don't you think Diddy? Yeah I would say so the, especially with the Twitch changes that are coming out later this year um, with the 24-7 broadcasts available yeah, we can remake content each mm -hmm. week uh, and just put it in that rotation for uh, people to view but yeah I would agree with that DTS is just the news podcast segment so if we were to bring people on it would be in an additional uh, show format. Absolutely. And a lot of it comes down to time. Both Diddy and I would love to do more stuff for DTS. But man, bills and work after school is, is it's busy, dude. It's, it's busy. I'm sure there's some like guy, a father, who's listening to this going, you think your life is busy, kid. <laughs> you know. All right, thanks guys for listening. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. -S. Remember to check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best place to track all your stats in the Destiny universe. All the links from today and more on DestinyTheShow.com. We've got our SS feeds, our iTunes link, our clan page, and some cool stuff there. You can follow us at at Destiny the Show on Twitter. I had to think there for a second. We are twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show. You can follow me at BBKDragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Have a great week and definitely check out that audio stream. I know we'll both be there. We'll see you next time, guys. Mm -hmm.